from him who walked the road to the cross and when he got there made the conscious decision to suffer it all for you and for me. Be all grace and mercy and peace. Amen. You may have seen the picture that's up here before you. And it's to remind us tonight and throughout this season of Lent that we're going to be concentrating and looking at and thinking about crossroads. Places in life where we move along day to day, sometimes easily, sometimes very much in the sunshine, when all of a sudden we get to that one moment, that cross point, if you will. And when we get to that cross point, we stand still, we freeze. Which way do I go? Left, right, straight ahead? Do I stay here? And as we think about those choices, we think about where each road would lead. Where will it go? What does my future hold? Which way does our heart call us to go? Which way does our mind call us to go? For that matter, tonight, obviously, we want to think about where does God call us to go? When we get to those crossroads in life, the answers are not always easy. Sometimes they can be very, very difficult. A, a, a crossroad can bring very, very daunting spiritual pain. And it can and it should and it often does bring us to our knees in prayer. So throughout this season of Lent, we're going to take every Wednesday evening as an opportunity to interview somebody from the Bible who stood at one of those moments, who had one of their own crossroads in life, where they stood there and had to make a determination, which way will I go? So tonight, we're going to ask questions of someone for whom crossroads often came painfully. We're going to interview King David, and King David, we're going to see, is going to give us insight as to what a crossroad can mean and how we can go about choosing the right way. You might recall that David was one of the greatest kings of Israel. He won fame by slaying the Philistine giant, Goliath. He became king at a very young age. He uh, was a very fierce warrior. He was often violent and yet very crafty, crafty enough to escape his enemies by pretending that he was a madman. He was a noted musician and a poet, and many of his poems are still a part of the book of Psalms, as we already heard here this evening. And some of those psalms reveal David's overwhelming life struggles against his enemies, against his own weakness as a mortal, and even against his very own son. David is truly a man for the ages. Well, King David, it is good to have you with us. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I was a king in Israel for many years. I was chosen while still a boy and struggled to achieve my throne. I had to escape the murderous plans of King Saul, escape from the camp of my enemies, fight many bloody battles, outwit opponents, stand against the plots of evil men and more. I was king, 
But the task was never easy. I could have never done it alone. Alone? Who did you have with you? I had God with me. I cherished his love for me, his protection, his guidance. Many times, I came to points of despair over the evil around me, the threats on my life, even rebellion by my own son, Absalom. But he stood with me almost all the time. Almost? You mean there were times when God left you alone? No. No, he never left me. Like a faithful shepherd, he was always there, always waiting, always seeking me out, calling me back, keeping me safe. Except when I chose to follow my own selfish ways. You, with all your advantages, with your wealth, with your power, your constant victories over your enemies, you strayed? That hardly seems possible. Possible? possible. I serve a good God, but I am not always a good man. Oh, I tend to be full of myself. I tend to think I can take care of things. I can do it myself. I tend to believe the praises that the people cry out after me. I tend to turn to my own ways. Turn? Yeah, those crossroads. Though you know what they are. Those, those choice points. Sometimes it's just too easy to choose the path that seems to be calling, that seems convenient, that seems satisfying. I wonder if you can give an example of that. To my shame, I once had a man murdered so that I could take his wife. I know it sounds terrible, it was, it was, but at the time, my eyes saw something that I thought would bring me happiness, contentment, and at the crossroad, I chose to get what my eyes had seen, to get what my heart desired, what my power allowed me to take. And it didn't make you happy? The choice I made at that crossroad made me miserable. And when the prophet Nathan accused me, I was crushed. I, I, I could have run. I could have run. I could have escaped into the result of my own choice, but, but God did not let me. Let you? No, when I realized what I had done, how I had sinned, how I had chosen my own selfish way, God put another crossroad in my way. Which way now, David, he seemed to say, or which way will you follow? And there, on my knees, I knew that there was only one way for me. From my heart, with confidence in God's forgiving love, I chose the path of repentance. Yes, there was nothing else to do. I mean, when I kept my sin inside of me, when I refused to seek the crossroad that God was putting in my way, when I refused to get down on my knees, I suffered real pain. My bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. And you felt God calling you back? 
his hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up by the heat of summer. But, but here, here is the miracle. I was not left on my knees. No, I was not left on my knees in pain to suffer the result of my choices, my sin. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and he forgave me my sin. And it did not happen just once. No, every time I got to the crossroad of my own foolishness, my own weakness, my own sinfulness, God was there to forgive, to stand me up again and give me strength to choose his way. Thank you, David. Thank you for your insight and your honesty. We appreciate your time. Of course, we know David is not alone. All of us could stand in his place. All of us could recount the times when we made some kind of choice that we regretted, that we felt shame about, that we felt guilt over, a way when we followed our own way, when we felt the hand of God and the touch of the Spirit then calling us back. As we talked about with the children tonight, this is Ash Wednesday, and on Ash Wednesday, we receive ashes on our forehead in the shape of a cross. Not only a reminder that we are mortal, going from ashes to ashes, but it is also a reminder of our baptism, that there we were marked with the sign of the cross made a child of Jesus Christ and him crucified, adopted into God's family. And so we come with our sin to God's altar. And we come to confront our own frailty, our spiritual need. And right here we are assured that our God is a forgiving God, that he loves us, he marks us, he makes us his own, and he comes after us to forgive. In Jesus' name, amen.